scholars, uh, many of them were womanist scholars. Um, and one of the um, really cool things about womanism that I learned was that um, there are many ways to learn and know God. Um, and that scripture may be the first way that we have gotten to know God, um, but that we can intimately know God with new, um, by paying attention to, to many things. And one of the, the ways womanists have pushed us to get to know God is to pay attention to what is happening with our bodies. Um, that the way we experience the world can teach us something about God. So that's, uh, that's one thing. Um, and so I uh, am not very good at that. <laughs> and I think a lot of us are not very good at that, which is funny because I think I am like this person that's like a big feeler. That's like my job. That's what I do all day, every day. Every, and I, I'm, I'm good at it for other people, um, but I'm not good at it for myself. Um, and so I've been trying to be better about practicing that. Um, and that is something that my spiritual director helps me with a lot, to pay attention to the ways that I might be experiencing God. Um, and so one of the things that I have noticed um, this spring has been a um, difficulty um, to experience God. Um, this spring is traditionally a pretty difficult time of the year for me. I don't, it could be because Indiana is very gray in the spring. <laughs> um, it, um, I had to explain to somebody yesterday what seasonal affectiveness disorder is, and I was like, guess what? I think we all have it. <laughs> um, it yeah, so I think the weather is a, a reason that, that it's difficult for me. Um, there are things that I remember about the spring that are difficult for me that I um, wish I didn't. Um, and so, the, yeah, the spring has just um, been a, a difficult season for me historically. Um, and I, yeah, struggle to engage with my own feelings um, during that time. Um, but something I noticed when I um, was preparing for last week's um, sermon, and I was reading last week's and this week's passage, was this, like, um, this, this kind of stirring, um, which doesn't always happen for me when I read scripture. Um, and um, I felt some words come to mind. Um, something that I don't know that I've shared with people is that I like to write poetry. Um, I am not good at writing poetry, <laughs> um, but I like to write poetry. Um, and when I am in a season of depression, those words do not come. Um, but they did. And so um, today, I don't actually have a sermon for you. I have a poem um, that felt connected to the scripture, uh, but also just my experience of the world right now, uh, particularly recent policy. Um, yeah, so um, I'm going to share the poem with you, and then um, I'm actually going to invite you to try and engage the, the text in the same way. <laughs> and so I have... Um, materials here for you all <laughs> um, to maybe write your own poetry. Um, I have 
created opportunities to write different types of poetry because the elementary principal in the room reminded me that not everybody would be excited about this. <laughs> um, and they might, yeah, they might need um, some extra support. Um, and so there are um, some fun poems that um, I wrote with my fifth graders when I was still teaching were um, poems in shapes. And so you have some, some shapes. We're reading, we read the Palm Sunday scripture. We're going to read it again here in a moment. Um, and so you have uh, the donkey cult or the ass that Anna um, asked me to call it, which is what you might call me later when you say that your pastor asked you to write poetry in church. <laughs> um, there is also just some lines if you feel prepared to write poetry in the way that you, um, however you feel called. Um, and I um, find that when I have options for color, that is helpful for inspiration for me. So there are colored pencils, but you are also welcome to use whatever writing utensil you have. Okay. I'm going to read the scripture one more time and then share the poem, okay? If you have your Bible and want to follow along, again, it is Luke 19, 28 through 40. After he told this story, Creator sets free, walked on ahead of his followers to Village of Peace. When he came to House of Figs at the foot of Olive Mountain, he said to two of his followers, go to House of Unripe Figs on the other side of the mountain. When you come into the village, you will see a young donkey colt tied there that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it to me. If anyone asks what you're doing, say this to them. Our wisdom keeper is in need of it. His followers did as they were told. When they arrived at the village, they found everything just as he had said. When they started untying the colt, the owners asked them, what are you doing? Which feels right when you see somebody stealing your colt. <laughs> they answered the owners just the way they had been instructed, so they were permitted to go, which is like the strangest part of the story, right? Like, oh, a wisdom keeper needs it? Cool, take it. Um, they brought the young donkey colt to Creator Sets Free and laid their deer skins and tribal blankets on the donkey colt. He then mounted the colt and began his ride. As he rode forward, some of the people began to spread their buffalo robes on the road in front of Creator Sets Free. When he reached the foot of Olive Mountain, the whole village was in an uproar. His followers began to sing to Creator and shout out loud, praising him for the powerful signs they had seen. Blessed is the Grand Chief who comes representing the Great Spirit. Peace to the spirit world above and honor and shining greatness to the one above us all. Some of the separated ones who were in the crowd spoke up. Wisdom keeper, they shouted, warn your followers to watch what they're saying. I will tell you this, he said to them. If they were silenced, the very stones and rocks we are walking on would lift their voices and cry out. This is the word of the Lord. I told Steve that I was just not going to let passing of the peace end, and I like that would be church. So I was like, well, I don't want to do this. <laughs> okay, uh, this poem is called "The Sun," spelled two different ways. If it were not dark, we would not have seen the light, and there it was. Days were long, and rest was short. Fear prevailed, and hope was scarce. 
Months and years passed, and we went further into our caves. We didn't wonder about peace that might come, didn't know peace was something to be wondered about. But then we heard stories. One about a son that healed a sick man, others about a man that loved so well, people couldn't help but follow in the wake of his miracles. And the caves seemed to open into tunnels. Rays of sun pushing against the shadows, we moved towards the warmth. A day came when the light grew brighter and we gathered together, unable to resist the way the light felt on our skin. And we let out a collective sigh. And then gasps and then shouts of joy, finally able to experience the sanctuary of the sun's presence. And while we were surprised to see where the illumination came from, there was no way to deny its brilliance. We were awake, alive to this new feeling, and we knew, Christ, we yelled, blessed are you, knowing we too were blessed. Some tried to quiet us, tried to cast shade on the sun, They said, be careful. They meant, that's dangerous. But how could we not shout about this gift if we did not proclaim the sun's arrival, the earth itself would begin to roar. And so the tumult grew around us. Time has continued. And while the sun has not stopped shining, the shade has crept in. Rain clouds cover the rays of light. Occasionally, we see sparks, are reminded of the warmth of the sun. Just like before, the light comes in new and unexpected forms, pressing against the drops of rain, creating rainbows color in places where there was only gray. And we cheer for the new images of God, but still some have said, be careful. They say, don't say gay. They mean that's different and so dangerous, but we will not quell our joy because we know the very earth feels and grows because of this New light shining, it shouts with us, blessed are they, the ones that are unafraid to let the radiant beams of Christ shine new. Amen. Oh, I got snaps from <laughs> um, Okay, um, I'm, I'm not going to like make you do this for a really long time, but um, I would love to just spend like 10 minutes or so um, engaging with the, the scripture together. Like you don't have to be quiet. Like if you rather not like write, you don't have to. Um, but the materials are in front of Jay and June if you would like to grab writing instrument and paper. 
Um, yeah, and so I'll, I'll keep time, so I won't keep you here forever to do this. But, um, and I also won't make anybody share, but if somebody does want to share, I would love that. Um, and so I'll, I'll bring you back together in about 10 minutes. Uh, does anybody want to share what they have? I started to write a poem from the perspective of the cold. I feel very excited about where it's headed. <laughs> Brenda? <laughs> well, I didn't really write my own poem. I borrowed yours. Okay. And the phrase that really stood out to me is you said, the color in places where there was only gray. Mm. <gasps> it's so beautiful. <laughs> Thanks, Brenda. Thank you. Anyone else? You have one? Do you want to share it? Yes. You want me to? Okay. Sure. Dave wants himself an English. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Is it okay if I read it? Palm Sunday. Hosanna, Hosanna, this is the day the Lord hath made. Let us celebrate, let us play. For God is with us. Blessed is Jesus, the Son of God, who is, who by his example gives us courage to face the world and live for the glory of God. Amen. By Frank Alger. Thank you. Anyone else? Thanks, Drew. Thank you, Julie.
cold start with an unnerving warning to hurry home. We are weary, and yet we have the audacity to hope. To hope for the longer, warmer days yet to come. To cast aside our winter housecoats, they have held us so well during this long, dark, and cold winter. But we yearn again <laughs> Thank you. Brooke? I have time to be cold. Okay. <laughs> Part two, I uh, share. It's just that I'm getting the cast out. I have no idea. <laughs> you could share it later with this. Well, you know, I, I mean, I could. Can I just share what I've got? Of course. Oh, I, I imagine there will be so many scribblings to come from that. <laughs> it's beautiful. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you, Laura. So um, I've always been fascinated by the uh, donkey keeper, like the owner of the donkey Right. Story, so. <laughs> He's a really trusting guy. <laughs> so um, for the wizard keeper, our master has need of us, they said, and so the donkey is given. Where is the room for the Passover, they said, and the room is already prepared. And I wonder, what is the spirit leading me to prepare? What shall be yours to give? And will I, in that moment, fully, freely surrender all? And mm. so let it be so. Mm. Thank you. Deb, you want to share yours? When I was teaching, I would be like, I need two more people before <laughs> we move on. But I feel so grateful for the bravery today. Thank you all. Um, will you pray with me? God that creates within us, thank you for 
this opportunity to create together um, for the ways that we experience you new every day with the people around us. Thank you for the persistence and resilience that you show by pushing against shadows and fear. We are grateful. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You can go to your bulletin. We will um, say the Lord's Table liturgy together. And then come um, for, uh, to the table. Um, the communion elements, as a reminder, are gluten-free, but not allergen-free. Don't know what other allergies might be in there. But be wary if you are. <laughs> oh, if you are like me, I have to like take a drink of coffee. after. I just find our, uh, the blood of Jesus very tart. And so... <laughs> So, if you have another beverage with you, that's great. I'm so sorry. Okay. <laughs> Tender one, you hold all the world's grief close. With every word that cuts, every policy that demeans, every act of violence or corruption, you draw near to the ones who ache. You comfort the brokenhearted and shore up beside the afflicted. We know it's not enough only to weep. But your compassion reminds us we cannot mend the world without bearing witness to its sorrow. Keep us from despair that overcomes, but never let us become strangers to the world's ache, turning away from the pain of our neighbor or growing accustomed to violence that shouldn't be. Whatever evil may befall us, whatever destruction we may witness, May we never grow cold to love or be convinced of the inevitability of cruelty. Jesus, ever present to the pain around him, did not escape into the safety of indifference, even in the shadow of the cross. His care for the suffering and his confidence in your liberating ways made him kind, softened him to even the hardest hearts, and kindled in him your love for humanity. Love that appears foolish, love that resists evil, love that makes way for the kingdom, make it so among us, O God, and lead us in the ways of compassion. Make it so among us, O God, as we gather around this table to remember the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. As we receive what you have for us, gracious God, may your spirit bless the bread, break it, and give it to us so we might have the strength to hold those whose knees wobble from fear and despair. May your spirit bless the cup, pour it, and give it to us so we can go to lift up the hopes which have been dashed to the ground. We trust that through Jesus Christ and by the power of the Spirit, your Lord will gather up all who are hurting and all that is fractured to create a community of healing and wholeness. The table of the Lord is open for all who seek to experience new life.